I, Charles the Fourth, or is it the Third? Bloody man! We will strive for the deification of the Let me put it to Yes, if you win by one, you've oh, won. The phone went over the side of the phone. Oh, excuse me, the fuck is going on? Part of the ACAST Creator Network and also available on Patreon. Hello. In this historic week, I'm sure I speak for all the nation when I ask the question, what the fuck? is going on. With respect to the grave news regarding the passing of Her Majesty, this week, what the fuck is going on begins with some words from Lieutenant Colonel Sir Ambrose Featherstone Hawkes to give his view on his moments with Her Majesty. Well, I mean, of course, <laughs> I mean, she was, she was remarkable, absolutely, I mean, a wonderful sense of humour. She was, by, by some distance, the most hilarious, extraordinary, hilarious person I ever met. I mean, really recall there was one occasion when uh, Charles de Gaulle, President of France, came over for some uh, nonsense about the common market or some such. And, <laughs> and uh, well, Her Majesty was, was sat next to him, as was protocol. And uh, and he said, could you pass the wine? And she said, well, <laughs> she, she's quick as a flash. She just said, well, uh, I would have thought that you would be the one with the wine as as you were. Uh, as you hail from a from a nation known for producing wine, <laughs> and we all roared. We all just absolutely we fell about. And of course, what many people don't don't realise, what many people aren't aware of, with Her Majesty, she was an absolutely wonderful jazz drummer. She was really quite extraordinary. I remember one. One evening we were at Ronnie Scott. She she wished to uh, she wished to go and see one particular quartet uh, at the time. I don't recall the the name, and it was announced uh, beforehand that the drummer uh, wasn't able to perform. I think he'd taken rather too much heroin, as as was their want, of course. And uh, quick as a flash, she was just straight up there. She said, "Well, I was, I was part of my civic duty, and that was what which was all about, of course, was civic duty." And uh, she just. She just started playing, and she was absolutely, you know, she didn't put a, didn't hit a wrong beat all night. Absolutely remarkable, wonderful syncopation. And, of course, they did ask her to uh, to accompany them on the rest of a tour of Scandinavia. But, unfortunately, the next day she had to, she had to depart for New Zealand to uh, meet some Maoris or something or other. I think that, um, uh, you know, she wasn't particularly keen. But, uh, you know, duty duty was duty to her. And so it was. And I really do, I just, I, I shudder. I, <laughs> I shudder to think where we're going to be without her. But uh, yeah, that was... That was uh, Her Majesty. Thank you very much, uh, Lieutenant Colonel, and we will be rejoining uh, the Colonel later on. Um, I think it's fitting now to join BBC News, where Hugh Edwards is now in his seventh day of broadcast. Right, what I'd like to do now, if we can look at the leaves that are outside the railings uh, in Buckingham Palace. There they are. Quite a lot of leaves. How sad they look, uh, those leaves. Uh, I'm sure they're very aware. They'll have heard the news. 
they'll have been told by the twigs and the branches about the passing of Queen Elizabeth. And there's one just blowing now, just blowing a little bit in the wind. And I wonder what he's thinking, that leaf, as he starts to turn brown in the beginning of autumn. No doubt he's thinking, I shall never again see the likes of Queen Elizabeth, but also he'll be resilient as a leaf as he ponders a new era now under King Charles III. And there he goes now, uh, just into the gutter. Many events, of course, have been cancelled as a result of this period of mourning that we're in. And that's only right and proper because, above all, Queen Elizabeth II was known for her dedication to civic duty, for her ability to just keep going regardless, for her determination to just keep doing whatever it was that she was scheduled to do, no matter what had befallen her. And therefore, it is entirely right and proper that the way to remember her is to cancel everything. For example, the first thing to be cancelled as soon as she died was that weekend's football fixtures in the Premier League. And uh, we should congratulate the Football Association for this because it was right and proper that all the the fixtures were cancelled because one of the fixtures was Tottenham Hotspur versus Manchester City, which she particularly hated. She detested that fixture. So often people in Buckingham Palace said they would hear her once a year going, I fucking hate those two. Fucking Harry Kane and bloody De Bruyne up against each other. It makes me sick. So I think it is absolutely right and proper that they were all cancelled. And also, of course, the many people will be aware that, for example, Guinea Pig Awareness Week was cancelled. They put out a statement in recognition of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II's funeral. We are postponing Guinea Pig Awareness Week. And I think we can all congratulate them for that. I, for one, shall refuse to be aware of any guinea pigs until this period of mourning is over. And I don't wish to, to I don't wish to boast, but I can proudly say that yesterday I was around at a friend's house who had a guinea pig and uh, they, they let the guinea pig out and I trod on it. I said, I am absolutely steadfastly going to refuse to be aware of your guinea pig. And I trod on it and it, it squeaked rather loudly and the, a child started crying and said, Daddy, please, 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 we need to take it to the vets. And uh, I, I, I offered the view that, in my opinion, the vet, if the vet was a, a proper, decent, respectful human being, the vet would say, I can't even see what you've brought me because I am not going to be aware of your guinea pig until the period of mourning is over. Now, many people have said for several thousands of hours that the Queen was this remarkable, wonderful person and that that really is the reason for why we should have a monarchy. But I think as a, as a dedicated monarchist myself, I think that this misses the point. I think that if you're suggesting that the reason we should have a monarchy is because the Queen did a marvellous job. You're not understanding what a monarchy is. The Queen was not the monarch because she was able to do a marvellous job. 
That's not how it works. You're the queen or the king because you are born. And that's it. And that's how it should be. You don't get to choose. That's the point. She didn't go for an interview where they said, and what do you feel that you will bring to the role of queen? I'm going to do rather a lot of weaving. That's not how it works. She didn't start off as a humble princess in the post room and worked her way up. She was born and then she was the queen. That's the whole point of it. It doesn't matter how shit you are at being a monarch. You're still the fucking monarch. That's how it works. You can be the most useless monarch ever. You can bloody launch a shit in the wrong direction and destroy Southampton. You're still the bloody monarch. That's how it is. There's nothing to do. She was born. That one died. That one died. That one was a Nazi. She became the queen. Don't start mucking about and saying you have to be good at it. How dare you, you bloody Republican oafs. You're the queen because you're the queen or you're the king because you're the king. And that's it. And so I think it makes perfect sense. Now, if we return to Lieutenant Colonel Sir Ambrose Featherston Hawkes to see where he's at with his eulogy to this remarkable woman. And of course, she was the most extraordinary gardener. I mean, absolutely remarkable. She grew the longest cucumber that I have ever seen in my life. I mean, it was about 25 feet long. I don't know how she did it, but that's what she was like. She was remarkable. And, I, and then she sort of joked to me, maybe I should, maybe I should carve the cucumber into, uh, carve the cucumber into, into a sword and use it to knife people. What the fuck is going on? Unprecedented crowds have been queuing respectfully all this week, and this has had a profound effect on many people especially this woman, who I overheard in a cafe. Well, I popped up to London as I heard there was a sale on for Kate Spade dresses and saw this enormous queue. So I thought, oh my goodness, look at some of the awful people they're attracting these days. They really will have to put up their prices if they're going to maintain any sort of standards. Some of them were carrying sandwiches in a Tupperware box. A woman offered me one. I said, well, I'll take a kumquat and tulip compote on grapefruit ciabatta from Planet Organic. She said, I've only got cheese and pickle. And the police just stood there and didn't arrest any of them. I asked how long the queue was and they said, it's five miles, it'll take you 14 hours. So I got straight onto the nanny, told her to hurry up and get down here because I need a new outfit as Nectarine's back at school. And if I don't have a different dress every day when I pick her up, the other children bully her. Colin can't do it because he's head of marketing for Pringles across the whole of the Rygate area and they're bringing out some special corgi flavour for some reason and Tara from the spin class is terribly upset about the end of an era or something so Colin's had to go and console her every night and after all that, the nanny came back empty-handed. She said, I got to the front of the queue and all there was was a woman in a box. And I said, well, couldn't you have bought the dress she was wearing? I expect she was an ex-display model. And she just started crying. But that's the trouble with people these days. It's just me, me, me. Excuse me. Why has everybody been silent for the last two minutes? What the fuck? What the fuck is going on? What the fuck is going on? It was rather... Rather hope that Bradley Walsh would be given a, a knighthood because she always enjoyed the chase, even though, of course, she got every single question uh, right immediately. I don't ever recall her stumbling over a single one. But she always, she always felt she would rather like to, to knight Bradley Walsh with, with, uh, with a cucumber she carved into a sword that was 25 foot long. She rather felt 
Now, even in normal times, if you're going to try and work out what the fuck is going on, you need expert advice. But this week in particular, you've got to go to the top, the top of the intellectual tree. Mr. Boopy Graffo, hello, you are definitely, definitely of that ilk. Wow, thank you very much indeed. I, I, I don't know where you're getting your information from, but thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I contacted the, uh, uh, there's an app now. You can find out the nearest highly intellectual person within 200 yards of you, and, <laughs> and your name just popped up, anyintellectual.com. Really? <laughs> we buy any intellectual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, yeah, so uh, how are you coping with the with the, the demise of the um, of Her Majesty? Uh, I'm um, I'm I'm coming to terms with it. Yeah, in, 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 it. it slowly. Yeah, it's a difficult time for anybody, I think. But but as a citizen, I think it's it it, it perhaps is even more uh, underlined the, you know. The cope, coping is coping. Is it? Well, it's like, but we have been trained over the years to uh, deal with weird situations, haven't we? After COVID and everything, we've had this sort of like uh, training to deal with 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 very well, difficult thank things. Thank God, thank God, we've had that training. Now, do you think some people? I don't know. You know, uh, whether you're amongst this number or not, I don't know. There have been some people who have suggested that. Whatever else about the people queuing up for many hours to walk past uh, the, the deceased Majesty in a box, that she's not even there. Well, What's yeah, I, well, I would, I would wonder why they would go to the difficulty and trouble and of, of moving. Why would they move the body around? I don't understand why they would. Well, you think it's a cost issue? They go, "Oh, we'll just put a bloody box there, but we're not going to pay well, for a fucking cost and and you know just the." The respect value of it, you know, just... Where is she then, in Balmoral still? I would have thought so, yeah, or or, or, or whatever they do with it. Do you think she's still alive? You think it's like Elvis and that, and it's the whole thing. I'm not abdicating, but I'm fucking sick of doing this. I want to bloody... All my life, I wanted to go scuba diving off the Acapulco. You can hardly blame her. I mean, there is that. There's, there's an interesting use of language if you listen to the media. There's a lot of use of people are queuing to see the Queen's coffin. Right. That's what they've been saying. That they keep using that. They're, they're queuing to see you know, people. Like, if they'd gone to all the trouble of lying about the Queen being in there, though, wouldn't they have just said the Queen in the coffin? They wouldn't. Or would that be one lie too many? I don't know. It's difficult, isn't it? But when when I, I, this was actually explained to me, I didn't quite get it. But this was explained. But there was a moment in the House of Commons at one thirty where there was a note handed to the Prime Minister and to Keir Starmer, and then yes, there was a solemn moment. And then they carried on. Yes, and then and then many hours later, they said that the Queen had died. Now. I, I presume that that note that sh- that the death took happened at one thirty when that note was handed out. I presume just. I think that's right. Yeah, just before that. So there was a kind of uh, very uh, scaled down Stalin moment there, wasn't there? That they yeah, there was. I think it. I think she died. She was certainly dead by then, and there was going to be an announcement, and the, the royals had to go. You know, we all sort of sent in military aircraft up to Balmoral and all that. And I think at that time she she almost certainly, or if she had wasn't died, they knew she was 
you know, yeah. seconds so, away. So, that they, I mean, and the, it was the BBC late. knew, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Well, sure. I mean, they've been yeah. waiting for it for years, haven't they? That's. I mean, they talk about respect, and that seems to be so disrespectful. I mean, I remember uh, maybe must be thirty odd years ago, where local radio show, local radio, uh, I was talking to a guy there and he'd uh they they had all the documentaries already ready yeah they were all made already they just had to press the button all those yeah documentaries and, and retrospectives that they're showing us they've had them on the shelf for years do you think they've made some but they must have to update them do you think five years ago they'll have made one and they thought that must have gone Prince Andrew, who has <laughs> always been as popular, <laughs> one of the most popular royals, and has never at any point in his life done anything whatsoever that might uh, tarnish the good name <laughs> of the Windsor family. Oh, shit, when he goes, oh, shit, we put that one out by mistake. <laughs> yeah, my, my eldest uh, sent me the photograph uh, last night. And because uh, I didn't have my glasses on, I, I couldn't see it till uh, uh, later on this morning. Uh, he WhatsApped to me the picture of Prince Andrew, and it's just a straight shot of him standing there with all these medals on. And right. then when I put my glasses on, I could see one of the medals someone had photoshopped on a, a Jim will fix it badge. <laughs> <laughs> Jim fixed it for me. Oh dear, it's difficult. Yeah, I mean, did you did you see the the guy uh, heckling the king the other that yesterday? Yeah, I think it was no. in Scotland, or I'm not sure if it was Scotland or Wales, but the king was doing walkabout, and yeah. um, a bloke just said, "Charles, whilst we're struggling to pay our energy bills, we are paying for your parade." Right, and he was right close to him, and and the reaction was, uh, one of his security guys in a suit stepped in and put his back to the guy between him and the king. And then Charles turned away and just carried on. And I was just thinking, you know, what a fantastic heckle put down. Yeah. We should have that. We should have had that years ago when someone heckled <laughs> us. We should have just had a security bloke go stand in front of them. Yeah. And then we could have just carried on like it didn't happen. Just whisper in their ear. Your shit, I, mate. Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> and then they're just never seen again. Whatever happened to that bloke in Wales? Gone, just gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just disappeared in a big landfill somewhere. Yeah, with all the watched, other ones. He watched the clip back, and he's just not there. He's yeah. just not there. <laughs> Is he going to implode the new king? Because what the, what Her Majesty was brilliant at, she was brilliant at just creating that image of I am a monarch, and I am therefore just a neutral presence whatever you think about that she was very she was very very good at that she's met all of these people nobody knows what she's met eisenhower de gaulle kennedy richard nixon nelson mandela no one has a clue what she thinks about any of them that's quite an art she's seen all of these fa cup finals if anyone says what's your favorite goal is it ricky Villa? was it charlie george whatever charlie george jeez yeah which one was it or did or do you prefer you know the magic of when uh, Ben Watson scored for Wigan? Uh, 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 but she's gonna. Did you think she? Do you think she knew? Do you think she would remember? That was that was one of the things I did hear the other day. Apparently, she had a remarkable memory, as Steve Gribben used to say. You know, <laughs> that's all she did all day, wasn't it? Sit on her ass eating swan, remembering stuff, and that, <laughs> that's the. That's the, but what you were saying then, isn't it funny? Like all the people she's met, like Stalin, yeah. did she meet Stalin? 
Um, Nelson Mandela was another one. John F. Kennedy, all those people she met throughout her career as mm. queen. And and the one that they focus on is Paddington. <laughs> you know, so they're leaving a they're leaving a marmalade sandwiches because she met Paddington. So we're left with that classic bit of British irony where you have. It, I don't think it could happen anywhere else in the world, could it? Where you have yeah. armed police guarding sandwiches that are left for a multimillionaire <laughs> to make sure that homeless people don't steal them. But, you've got, but, but why? Why Paddington when there was all those other things people could mm. have left? I mean, she met Donald Trump. Well, it, it doesn't. You see, I think. I think. Um... I think what's interesting is that the uh, one of the many things interesting about it is that you know people are a lot of people now saying oh this is going to be the end of the monarchy and so on. I don't. I very much doubt that. I think what can happen is that it becomes less important because uh, King Charles probably won't be able to do what his mum did, and he'll be snappy and grumpy and so on. And I'm quite surprised because I I don't know you might remember this Charlie a few years ago, the king. I do apologise, being uh, rather informal he he was he said he wasn't going to be king he was going to let william take over because he was too old now that went by the window didn't it yeah he, yeah he, 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 he suddenly his chance is he not he mentioned it yeah he's taking it and the thing is he's what is he 73 yeah give us a bleeding break mate the, the bible only gives you 70 years he's passed his <laughs> sell by date i don't he ain't got that long left just by the will of god so oh, we're gonna have to I'm... go through all this again well, what I'm dreading, so I've had a show, I was supposed to be doing a show last night as we were speaking here in Chatham that was cancelled because the council deemed that it would not be appropriate to be for entertainment to take place. Yeah, that's got nothing to do with a with the, with the funeral or anything. That's just you, mate. <laughs> yeah, it might be. Just, it might be. Well, let's hope so. But what I'm fearing, they're rescheduled the date, and I think, oh, blimey, I hope Charles doesn't cark out on the bloody new date. Well, we'll have to do it again. We'll never do the show in chat. But, but that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, it, he is, he's, no, no disrespect to him. He's cracking on a bit. We all are. <laughs> you know, we all are. And he's older oh, he's than got us. 30 years in him, surely. Do you think, well. 30 years of, uh, yeah, of grouchiness. I don't know. I've lost a few mates over the last uh, 10 years. You know, I've lost a few mates. And it, it, once you get past 60, I think, 50, 60. Yeah. It's 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 touch and go, right? Touch and go. I mean, look, well, a- flipping Sean <laughs> Sean went, didn't he? Jason yeah. Wood, um, bloody Jack Russell, you know, all, all these comics dropping. Uh, well, Cogs for Christ's sake. Well, to be fair, I'm not sure whether. Kim I mean, you, you're not looking III- well, mate. You're not looking well. <laughs> I'm not sure whether King Charles III has led quite the life that Incognito led. I'm not sure whether he stayed up. I might be wrong. Stayed up night after night doing Class A drugs till five in the morning. Any man's death diminishes me, for I'm involved in mankind, and it's that's the thing. I, I don't know. I'm sure you you got it. I get it. I'm sure you get it more than me that people people just presuppose. Because you are not an ardent royalist, that you are an anti-royalist. But it's not It's not about that. It's people, isn't it? It's about people, people and human yeah, beings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I not, think the 21-year-old me would have been you know, wildly 
inappropriately anarchistic about it. And all oh, fuck a lot of them and all that. And I don't think that in any way now. Or even people that are queuing up. I do think it's a bit of a peculiar way to spend your day. But, uh, but you know, well, bless more them. More than one day. <laughs> uh, oh, how long is it now? <laughs> I don't know, Christ. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I, you know, jokes that you think, oh, I wish I'd thought of that. But everybody already has. I've seen it so many times. <laughs> I even heard someone say it the other day uh, um, uh, on the bus. You, you know, why don't they just, you know, put the coffin on the back of a lorry and drive it past the crowd? <laughs> right, drive it past the queue. So many people are saying that. And it's like, that's such, such a good idea, isn't it? <laughs> Rather than yeah. making all these people wait. But it's status, isn't it? It's all about status. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there we are. No, I think we could say that. She was brilliant at her job, whatever that was. She was brilliant at it. And uh, and there we are. And we don't want to be... Uh, no. Anyway, no disrespect. Know, all that. Right. No disrespect. And uh, um, thank you so much. And oh, one last question, sir. So uh, where can the good people of Britain see you plying your comedic uh, trade? Well, I will be lying in state... Uh, well, I say lying in state, I'll be face down in my own sick on the <laughs> embankment later on this evening. I've actually, um, I'm touring with, um, I'll say I'm touring with, I'm supporting, obviously, Omid in uh, various dates around the country. And I have a, I've got a solo show, Blue House Festival in Oxted okay. on the 21st of October. The, yeah, it's a nice little festival, I think. They got, I'll tell you who they got on. Here's one for the memory banks. As well, not on the same night. He's on after a couple of days after. Gordon Giltrap. Well, wow. I know. Well, wow. I know. I tell you, this is what I've been saying. Christ, if he starts telling jokes, I'm fucked. <laughs> Mr. Booby Graffo, ladies and gentlemen. What the fuck is going on? What the fuck? What the fuck is going on? Before she was queen, she exhibited this sort of. Uh, People will know the story that in 19, 1940, when Britain stood alone, and um, there were the Luftwaffe about to about to sort of do the most appalling damage to our to our nation, and the RAF, the RAF, of course, had these Spitfires, but they couldn't for love nor money. They couldn't get anybody to fly the darn things, and um, and Her Majesty just said she just she just got up, and uh, I I think uh, I, I I think that um, uh, all the other members of the royal family. He said, where on earth are you going? And she just got straight out of Buckingham Palace and she got a bus to Biggin Hill. She got a, I think she got a one. To mark the momentous events of the week, we were hoping to speak to King Charles III, but unfortunately, he's out with a pen injury. So instead, to give us his thoughts, here's deceased Yorkshire cricketer Fred Truman. Queue, uh, I mean, <laughs> I do not call that a queue. I mean, we have proper queues in my day. I mean, when Edward VI died, I mean, the queue went round Barnsley Civic Centre nine times over the roof of the town hall and then I mean, down into Cortonwood Pit, where we dug 85 tonnes of coal while we were queuing. Otherwise, we weren't allowed out. Oh, I mean, there were one lad. Barney Elam, I mean, he joined the queue to see George V when he died in 1936. By the time he got to the front, George VI had died in 1952, so we got to see him instead. 
<laughs> I mean, and his arms were so strong from carrying sandwiches, he were picked as fast baller for Yorkshire. I mean, he bowled from the queue, all but stand at Kirkstall Lane, end at Eddingley, and took out for 51. I mean, he didn't even know until 12 years later when he saw reporting Yorkshire post after instant dead king. But, oh, I mean, and oh, two minutes silence. Oh, my. Don't make me laugh. I mean, we had to join a monastery and become a Trappist monk. I mean, we couldn't speak for seven years. We didn't mind. I mean, and there were one lad in second eleven. I mean, he forgot himself and said, how's that? He was thrown in dungeon. Hasn't been since since. I mean, he didn't complain. But, uh, oh, I mean, these days they just cannot be bothered. I give up. What the fuck is going on? Thank you so much to all of those of you who are now supporting us on Patreon. It's because of you that we can continue our quest to find out what the fuck is going on. We're like Blue Peter when the appeal's gone out and uh, and we couldn't carry on. There'd be no garden, there'd be no whatever they do these days, even though it's probably not been on for years. But that's probably why it hasn't been on for years, because people didn't support it. We're not having that problem because of people like you. So if you would like to join these wonderful, virtuous, saintly, radiant people for as little as £2 a month, just follow the link on our Twitter page or go to www.patreon.com and type in what the F is going on. Uh, or if you really want to know what's going on, for just £4 a month, you'll get a longer ad-free version. Is anything ad-free in this filthy modern world? This will be. And there'll be extended interviews and there'll be bonus sketches. This week, there's George Galloway talking about the week's events. And we're very, very grateful to have his thoughts. And you get it on Sunday nights, unlike all the other people who have to wait until Monday mornings. Just imagine if you went deaf on Sunday night late. You'd think, I wish I'd paid and been out of here the night before. Uh, so you'll also get the chance to take part in some Ask Me Anything sessions, which will be starting soon. Oh, I reckon within the next month, definitely. And uh, you'll get all sorts of other benefits. I can't li- remember them all now. It'll probably be balloons and things like that. I don't know. So go to www.patreon.com and type in what the F is going on to join the WTF community. Yeah, that's where we've officially registered as a community. So, podcastees, uh, first of all, just a couple of announcements. The Mark Stills in Town shows are now available on BBC Sounds. Uh, the BBC as Podcasted up, would you believe? I wonder what uh, what conversations took place there. Podcasts? I I, just, I don't think Lord Reith would approve of that. But they have now got the BBC Sounds app and the, the Nottingham show and the Arms of Silly show and the Tring show in which there are fleas dressed as Mexicans and the Salisbury show are all in there. Now, uh, the Newport one might be delayed a couple of days uh, on account of events that we may have mentioned in this episode of what the fuck is going on. Uh, But the Newport show will be going out very soon. And the Paris show is now recorded in two different languages, uh, Greek and Farsi. So, uh, also, I'm coming around to various bits of the country. Uh, I think, oh, I can't remember exactly where I'm coming but I know I'm going to, there's some tickets still left for Kettering, which is a marvellous place, not least of which because I once did a show in Kettering in a church and the uh, the vicar actually runs the, the sort of church stroke theatre and 
all the way through the afternoon when I was talking to you, he was going, fucking hell. Jesus, fucking God, things are fucking getting right on my tits today. And Elliot, as of uh, as in Elliot of this podcast, who was about 17 at the time, just laughed and laughed and laughed. <laughs> and in the end, the vicar said to him, what are you laughing at? And Elliot said, I've just never heard such a sweary vicar as you. And the vicar went, oh, God. Fucking tell me about it. Last week at the church meeting, I called someone a cunt. I got thrown out for that. So that's always my great memory of Kettering. So uh, I, I can't promise that he's going to be there this time. In fact, he won't be because it's at the, oh, there's something, the Kettering, something theatre, big theatre now. Uh, and I'm at other places, looking up on the website and um, uh, and there I will be. Uh, so anyway, that's my two big announcements. Unfortunately, I won't have been at Chatham. I still am coming to Chatham at a date to be announced that will be in about four weeks' time, I think possibly the 21st. But it was cancelled this week because it was deemed by the good people of Chatham Council that it would not be appropriate during a period of national mourning for there to be an entertainment show. And you can quite understand that because... When anybody dies, I think it is really appropriate that nobody is in any way entertained for at least 10 days. Uh, and I think that's why shows should only take place in this country when nobody has died in the previous 10 days. So uh, I, I absolutely understand where Chatham Council are, are coming from on that. Now, we've had some lovely questions from uh, a number of people from our Patreon supporters. Electron Gap makes this comment, and I, I think this is very moving. The Queen came to our school when I was a kid and played football with us at break, even though the football was made from a crushed can of Tizer. The Crown helped when it came to heading the Tizer ball for a perfect hat-trick. And uh, indeed, that is... Why? I mean, obviously the Queen was going to be good at football. She saw all of those cup finals and some of it was bound to have rubbed, rubbed off on her. I mean, from Stanley Matthews right through to Raheem Sterling, she's seen all of those people play. And that's why I think it's, um, uh, uh, that's why I'm sure uh, Gary Neville, I seem to remember commentating on that very, and uh, she's, uh, look at that, the other kids in the class, what are they doing? What they they've not closed her down. You can't give a monarch that much space. She's just rolls up. No one's got near her. She's out jumped them all. And I mean, she's used the scepter to. I mean, VAR are looking at the use of the scepter, but no, they've said it's a clean goal and it's a one nil to the lads from. Uh, from Class 2B. Dave Barker on Patreon asks, to repeat a question I've seen on social media, what's Mark's reaction to society becoming so woke that we're now allowing a man to become queen? Outrageous, I say. I know. I like, what, about, what about queen's rights, eh? What if a queen wants to go to the toilet and finds a king in there? That's where this is leading. Hey, I'm with bloody Jake A. Rowling on this. Thank you so much for those questions. And a special thanks to two of our star patrons this week who have signed up for the maximum Patreon glorious 
phase of Patreonness. Lewis Barton, thank you very much. And Alex Jones, who in brackets says, I'm not the right wing radio nutter, Alex Jones. And thank you very much. Although if you were the right wing radio nutter, Alex Jones, that would be even more impressive. You would no doubt sign up to Patreon and deny that Patreon existed at the same time, uh, saying that it was created by the CIA. Uh, or, or something like that. But thank you very much to the pair of you. I do feel a little bit like uh, saying, oh, please sign up to Patreon, which I hope you do. But I know I do feel a little bit like a, a sort of TV evangelist. Just the more that you pay, then the more that will, you're going to be certain to go into the kingdom of heaven here. And I do feel a little bit like that. Or or indeed left-wing groups. There was one in particular, not the one I was in, but the uh, another one that was even more peculiar, uh, called the, the Militant. And they would, I saw a couple of their uh, appeals for money. They were brilliant at it. They'd be a meeting of about 30 people and they'd go, now we cannot continue the fight against Margaret Thatcher's Britain unless we have finance. We're not, we're not supported by the right-wing conservative billionaire press like the Conservative Party. So we're relying on, and we've got someone at the back here and how much? And he's going to pledge eight thousand pounds. So we'll start at eight thousand pounds. If anybody, thank you so much to Lewis Barton and Alex Jones who have donated eight thousand pounds to the glorious cause of what the fuck is going on. Oh, what the fuck is going on? We all know the story. Nineteen seventy-three, seventy-four, was it? Uh, when the miners, the miners refused to work for some reason. And uh, there was the threat of a 3D week and uh, we were going to be short of electricity and all that. And Her Majesty just straight up, she got up in Buckingham Palace and the Duke of Edinburgh said, well, where are you going, my dear? And she said, well, I'm going up to Barnsley. And off she went. Uh, she just went up. To, I think she hitched a lift up the M1. And she went to Barnsley and she took a shovel and she just jolly well said, I'm going to, you know, because I, I'm the monarch, that's my duty. And she dug the coal. And, uh, and she dug it. Now, as anybody knows, in times of great distress, when you're required to find out what the fuck is going on, it's absolutely essential that you have views from across the generations to help you get through the momentous events. And that's why some years ago I bred someone who would be able to uh, console us all in such times. And here he is, Elliot Steele. Hello. Uh, how are you bearing up, given everything mm. that's happened? Mm. I'm all right. Okay. I'm okay. I'm getting through it. Yeah. Mm. Good. Stay strong, bro. Stay strong. I'm trying, but everything's just reminding me of her. Like what? I don't know. You know, she probably liked podcasts. Yes, she did. She like was. She podcasts. was. She was on things because her parents did it and then invited her to do it that's that's kind of like this oh yeah that's true so that's that, that true. reminds me of her yeah she i it, it's quite i don't know i'm i i'm not really like i get why people were sad i i i get that i i get like the idea that she's kind of always been there so it's like it's just a reminder her death is a reminder of everyone's death her yeah, death yeah, is a yeah, reminder yeah. of mortality uh, our own fleet immortality but you don't need to queue up to go see her like she's the fucking nemesis inferno at full park or something do you you don't need to like 
Like, that's not helping anyone. Well, that would be... See, if you got there and then you got a ride on the coffin that sent you upside oh. down and in a spiral... And a little fridge that. magnet afterwards to <laughs> remind you of the occasion you got to ride the Queen's coffin. That yeah, great. a photo as you came yeah. out uh-huh. of you with the Queen. Yeah, and you're next to two random people you've never met in your life that you're always <laughs> yeah. just going to have in a family. For, oh, yeah, no, I don't know then. Maybe just there the day we rode the Queen's coffin, but you had to go in a four. <laughs> <laughs> I, went, I went a bit hard on Twitter, but I was just messing around. When she died, yeah. What did you call her? Maybe you shouldn't say. Ah, uh, quite a lot. I I shouldn't say on it. Like like quite uh quite not okay things. Uh, yeah. Which was why it was funny. Right. But I did tweet relax when they were like you know when everyone was speculating if she died. I did tweet relax everyone. She's probably just on her period. <laughs> which I thought was funny. Right. Yes. But, and uh, was well, that read out? Was that read out on Radio <laughs> Four? And the uh, well, the tributes are just absolutely flooding in. There's one here from the Archbishop of Canterbury that says she was a remarkable lady, a most extraordinary soul. We are proud to have known her. And there's one here from Elliot Steele that said she's probably just on her period. And I think that speaks for all of us. And now <laughs> over to Hugh. Outside of Buckingham Palace, no, I, I, there's there's a promoter basically that I know that I I, I don't want to I can't really be bothered to do one of their gigs, so I was trying to get pulled from it because he made everyone do a minute si- he did a minute silence before his gig for the Queen, right. and I was like, oh, I don't really fa- I, I don't really want to I can't really be bothered to do that gig anymore, but I don't like pulling things uh, because I have this thing that I'm letting people down, but I'm like maybe I could try get removed from the gig. There's this brilliant bit that Borat does, isn't there, in one of his uh, programs? I don't think it's in the film where he's he's speaking to some Republican. To he actually gets himself invited to a Republican dinner somewhere oh, in yeah. Kentucky or something. It's in the film, and yeah. he says, uh, "Today, <laughs> today is the 190th anniversary of the uh, the some sort of war." You know, when a lot no, of people he's doing and- the national anthem at a bull run. You're thinking of. No, no, no. I'm thinking of the one where he says he says it's an anniversary of some terrible event in Kazakhstan. And so I hope you will all <laughs> join with me in 23 minutes silence. They <laughs> <laughs> all stand up and do 23 minutes silence. <laughs> I feel quite sorry for him. It's very funny, isn't it? <laughs> so, are you going to observe the two minute silence? I thought we'd already done it. No, it's just, she's, she's, no, she's clearly not been buried yet. She's in the coffin. Well, what the fuck was that silence? There was meant to be a silence on Monday. That one done. There's more than one silence. She was the oh, bloody queen. If, if I'm quiet during it, I'm quiet during it. If I'm, I, I'm not trying to. I don't. I don't know. Uh, I don't. Well, really. there's no greater respect than that, is there? <laughs> if I'm quiet, I'm quiet. If I'm not, I'm not. What am I? If I, I don't, happen to want a cup of tea, I'm not going to not put the kettle on. Yeah, it's supposed I, to be silent. <laughs> would she have done it for me? Well, so she go fuck herself. Oh, poor Elias, I do rather miss him. I might be silent for two whole minutes. Maybe See, just I, one. 
it's it's just insane how people want to live under a dictatorship. Like you really see it. People you saw it during COVID when people were like, We're not giving the government enough rules. And you're like, Okay, we need to stop. I'm not I wasn't I'm not one of these COVID conspiracy theorists, but one the, the slight point that a few people like that had was like I don't like all these superpowers the governments can just get and suddenly make rules that don't make any sense. And even and then if you question that they don't make sense, you don't care about people, which I thought I, there was a bit of that. I don't think I don't think that government we had at the time was even capable of becoming a dictatorship because they were so badly organized. I think that's the main hindrance to them. But <laughs> that you you could. But like having a monarch is is a dictatorship. So. If you question why the people who think they're ordained by God, like they truly believe that, are get to be in charge of us and all the mental stuff that's going on, it's just it's just like you go, well, if you were starting society from now and knew what we knew, say you'd go, we wouldn't have that. That's mental. But for some reason, we have it. And I don't wish them any harm. I don't wish them any harm. A, a little bit of harm. But like... <laughs> Uh, not you know a lot. I don't wish him. I don't wish him harm unless they do. You know, like Prince Andrew. I wish him the harm of being. Oh, he's my favourite one. That, well, I don't, what's anyway. he done? <laughs> oh, don't tell me Prince Andrew's the bad one. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, what's he done? Yeah, no. This has got a bit of spirit about him, right? I'm not sure this is true, but I'll offer it as an opinion. I don't think that. I th- don't think that a country with uh, without a monarchy could have elected Boris Johnson, because I think that part of the deference it's the the fact that Boris Johnson was able to get the amount of support he was enough to become elected as prime minister is because there were because there's a body of opinion in this country that just automatically assumes that if someone's posh and clever and can chuck Latin about, that they are innately, because of their breeding, they are better than everyone else. And I know you had Trump, but Trump was different. Trump was horrible, but Trump wasn't elected in America because people thought he was better because he was more intellectual and clever and so on. They did did in a way of like his capitalism, like Trump's thing was he was like, I'm a crooked businessman, but look how good as a crooked businessman I am. And you want to, and there's so many crooked businessmen in America or or it's fine to be a crooked businessman that they were like, well, this guy's great at it. So I'd, I'd argue that they did it in a different way. Yeah, they did. And I'm not saying that it would be better necessarily, you know, obviously not, because people are quite capable of electing appalling people, even though there's no monarchy. But I think Boris Johnson specifically is is a result of a belief in this society that shared by millions of people, if not a majority, that if someone is, if someone is rather posh and chucks Latin and moves Vivendi, then they are superior. And I think that comes at least in part from having a monarchy. There we are. That's my thing. I agree. I agree. There we are. That sorted that. Thank you I very much. If you want to hear my unfiltered take on that, go check out B-Tech Philosophers this week because uh, I, was, I, was, I was making sure I kept this podcast going and not get us killed by MI5. Um, <laughs> you know, me and you were in a tunnel one day and we just happened to crash. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, I've so just go- been to Paris. I'm lucky <laughs> we got away with it. <laughs>
<laughs> Thank you very much, Elliot Steele. Thank you so much for listening to this historic and, I hope, respectful podcast. If you've liked it, rate it. And if you could be bothered, write a review. And if you can't be bothered, absolutely, definitely write a review. In particular, paying regard to just how reverential that we've all been. And if there's anything at all that you think I should be finding out what the fuck is going on with it, please send me a message on Twitter at WTF is going on pod. And we will look at every single message and read a large number of them out. If you would like to become a WTF supporter and get early access to ad free extended versions for as little as two pounds a month, please visit our Patreon page. What the fuck is going on was hosted by me, Mark Steele, with my guests Boothby Graffo and Elliot Steele with Voices by Sarah Alexander. It was written by Mark Steele and Pete Sinclair. Music by Willie Dowling. Produced by Mike Benwell. What the fuck is going on was brought to you by WTF Productions. <laughs> uh, she was also the most extraordinary astronaut. <laughs>